Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. So, I thought a nice way to start this week's episode of Smackdown Ups and Downs, given that we do do a lot of these videos, was to take my phone, just going to unlock it, and I'm just going to load up a random tweet and we're going to read it out. Cuz Mike123 says, "Simon, you bought a hole." I hope you die and your family never wants to speak to you again. <laughs> this was a terrible idea. I also think that's my dad's account, but hello, my name is Simon for What Culture. Welcome to SmackDown Ups and Downs, which I've already done, but I'm doing it again. The point is, WWE did have a show, so was it good or did it absolutely suck? Let's find out with this. The finger of power and up those downs. <laughs> Logan Paul opened up SmackDown after he'd been teased all day that he was going to do so. (laughs) And surprise, surprise, he got booed. I do not understand why WWE is deciding to pursue all of this, because I will tell you right now, on this day in September 2022, it's not going to work. This is even more crazy because his next opponent, if you can believe it, is going to be Roman Reigns at the Saudi Arabia show. Now, even at Clash of the Castle in Wales, some people decided to jeer Drew McIntyre because they love the tribal chief and they love the head of the table and they just want to walk up to him and give him a massive hug. So what we need to do is turn Logan Paul into a super duper mega a-hole because we know how this works when it comes to pro wrestling. Eventually it will go full circle and people are like, ah, I love him now. I mean, actually, Logan Paul could be the exception to that rule, but we have historical evidence. Why aren't we following it? It was all about the fact that Roman had been on Logan's pool this week, and as soon as Reigns had left, Logan was all like, I could beat that guy. So my hand up went straight away and was like, how is that a babyface move? Yes, this entire crowd kept going, what, what, what? And I can't lie to you got a little bit awkward. He also made reference to the fact that Floyd Mayweather wasn't able to beat him and also didn't pay him. If you've seen that fight, you know what a pile of nonsense that is. When all of a sudden, Paul Heyman returned to smack her down because he interrupted with the bloodline. And I was like, there he is, my old dear friend Paul. This was kind of funny too because he got exactly the same reaction as Logan Paul in the sense that some people were cheering and some people were booing. But I would argue that in terms of a baby face to heel reaction, Paul Heyman was more popular than Logan Paul. 
That's when you know something ain't right. It warmed my heart that the person that got the most love was Sami Zayn, and I cannot wait until we pull the trigger on all of that. And yes, by the time Paul Heyman had gone, oh, your brother Jake Paul has taken on Anderson Silva, and he's going to get knocked out, everybody went, yeah, we want to see a Paul brother get punched right in the face. Also, how the hell are we having that match? Anderson Silva versus Jake Paul. I'm just gonna spin around till I fall over. This was then turned into Logan Paul saying, I think Roman Reigns is scared of me and we are gonna do a press conference later to announce all of this. <laughs> Throughout his speech, Logues kept going, I'm going to become the WWE champion. And you can just imagine the response. I think some guy in the front row threw up. It was soon being teased that he was going to get into it with the bloodline when Sami Zayn was like, don't worry, Mr. Heyman, I would take over this. And of course, he got punched in the face. And what happened when Sam hit the canvas? All the fans went, boo. How could WWE not know this was going to happen? Honestly, I was laughing so much. It's one of the most uncomfortable things I've ever seen. The Usos and Solar Sokoa were then going to murder Logan Paul. But before that happened, Ricochet's music hit. Because we were going to get Rick and Sami Zayn. But let's just wrap this up in a nice, neat little package before we get there. Because seriously, I think Logan Paul is very good at this. He more than holds his own. And we know that he's good when the bell rings. But this is not working because people see him as a heel. They want him to be a heel and they want to boo him. And the real problem here is that everybody had good guy lines and bad guy lines that were leading in a certain direction. But because we were going against that, because the fans were like, well, we're not going to buy into this. It was just one of the most surreal things I've seen in wrestling in ages. Somebody should have called an audible, but no, apparently the behind the scenes news is that Logan doesn't want to be a bad guy. And that just ain't gonna work. I'm even fine with doing Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns at the Saudi Arabia shows. I mean, they're glorified house shows anyway, so do the flub what you want. It's not like he's going to win. But this took up a massive chunk on SmackDown, and you just have to admit, it didn't click. So it's getting it down. This all did melt away quite quickly, though, because it was Sammy versus Ricochet, and in no universe and in no reality are they going to have a bad match. Now, it did make me feel a little bit sad because one of these guys was going to lose, but at least we didn't do anything silly like a count out or a DQ finish. They seem to be in the rearview mirror. We also don't really need to recap this because exactly what you think they would have done is what they did do, although we do need to highlight two points. One, Michael Cole started talking about their feud in PWG at one point. So I was like, oh man, we are not in Kansas anymore, Toto. And two, there was this amazing bit where Paul Heyman accidentally spilt his drink over Michael Cole's notes or whatever. Michael Cole was like, Paul Heyman, I can't believe you did that. And Heyman went straight into hill mode, got the rest of the drink and just doused all of his papers. Honestly, I tell you, I was laughing again because I'm an idiot. This match was still a bit confusing though because Logan Paul was in Ricochet's corner and he kept casting distraction, which meant when Rick would get his momentum back, it was because they kind of cheated, and once again, they're supposed to be good guys. Although, oh my gosh, Ricochet was then on the top rope and Sami Zayn pushed him, and he went flying into Barry Barricade. I thought he was dead, I almost called the newspapers. He was soon back to his feet because he's like a ping pong ball, and he hit this amazing springboard crossbody. But then, yeah, we got some serious crazy talk because Sami Zayn actually had the thing one after he hit this nuts German suplex when Jay Uso decided to slide in the ring. And because of that, the referee was distracted and they weren't able to count the three. Now, this ties into something that had happened earlier where, like I've already alluded to, Logan Paul 
was getting involved. So while this was Jay just trying to even the odds, obviously he did screw over Sami Zayn, and Sami was so enraged, he actually got in the Usos' face, and I was like, oh boy, here we go. Ricochet then did a big dive to take out all the assholes, then hit the 450 off the top to get the one, two, three. And look, I am going to give this an up, but once again, utilizing Logan Paul in this position made absolutely no sense. Everybody then was about to do a big brawl when Madcap Moss came out to balance the odds. And at this stage, I didn't realize that it was going to be Solo Sokoa versus Madcap later on. So I was a bit like, Moss, you need to get out of there. I don't think you want to be associated with this. Gary and Cross and Scarlett were backstage after this, and they basically said, Drew tick, McIntyre tock, we tick, beat tock. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. You tick up talk and tick will talk. Do tick it talk again. Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, clock. This, of course, is all in black and white too because Karen and Scarlett love that. And look, I'm totally fine if you want to do it during interviews. But unlike last week, probably don't do it again when you're in the ring because the only explanation for it is that there's a guy backstage and he goes three, two, one, doop. Change the color. This whole SmackDown then continued to be nuts because Maxine and Max Dupree were in the ring. They're like, oh, we're so close to LA. And also, the maximum health models are here. And they're going to be showcasing the new back to school collection. And I gave it a minute and I felt it in my tum tum. I was excited. I also knew exactly what was going to happen here because you could just smell it. And within about 3.2 seconds, raw played out over the loudspeakers. And Braun Strowman was here, but you have to go and see this. Because Mansoor and Marseille 
were doing their modeling and as soon as the music hit they turned to the camera with this looks on their faces now there are some people out in the rest of the community that do not like the maximum male models well you gotta find me and we're gonna fight because they're amazing Strowman obviously destroyed them and gave Mansoir the power bomb which is when Chad Gable came out he was cast in distraction because everybody on this show had leveled up their MP when Otis ran out and not only did he start to beat up Braun, but he gave him the world's strongest slam <laughs> when Strowman just sat up and went, yeah, I didn't feel a thing. It looked like they were about to get into it properly, but Gable was pulling Otis away saying, no, no, you're my favorite guy. So I presume next week we are going to do Braun Strowman versus Otis. Why the hell not? So there's no way you can't give this thing an up because people just love Braun at the moment. And again, just for the look on the Maximum Male Model's faces, I would never give it a down. And then I'm going to be slightly contradictory because it's also going to get a down because all my favorite guys are getting beaten up by Braun Strowman. So this is very much a kayfabe down, but as I've already said, I am giving it an up. This is a very smart way to book the guy. He's only been back two weeks. He's over like Rover. For the first time under the Triple H regime too, this was a very talk-heavy episode of one of his wrestling shows. Because right after this, out came Damage Control. They were super happy 9,000 because of course not only are Dakota Kai and Io Sky the brand new tag team champions, but Raquel Rodriguez just lost. And as for Aaliyah, <laughs> they injured her and she's on the shelf. This is when Raquel did march out though and she was really angry. And she said to Bailey, I am absolutely sick of you. We should have a match. They did have a match and I tell you this, it only went about six minutes, but it was pretty good. This is mostly because we have a plan with Rodriguez and we never deviate from it. So she was just absolutely killing all of them. And even though Dakota Kai and Io Sky were trying to get involved, Raquel was like, all right. And she picked one of them up and she launched them into the other one. And as I've said time and time again, humans are not meant to be projectiles. Bells eventually used the turnbuckle to take over and then started working on her leg because if you can't walk, you can't wrestle. But even then, she couldn't keep Raquel Rodriguez down. And the only reason Bailey did one is because, my gosh, Sky and Kai were just going distraction, distraction, interference crazy. So eventually, it was EO that got the cheap shot in there, which allowed Bells to hit the rose plant and got the one, two, three. But this is definitely the way you build a star. Every single week, I find myself being more invested in Raquel Rodriguez. It then did get a bit weird because the whole crew did jump her when Shotzi came out to make the save. And I was like, wait a minute. Last time I saw Shotzi, she was definitely a heel and Michael Cole did try to justify this on commentary by going well maybe she's just sick of damage control and I was like man that is lame but it is good that she has returned to TV apparently the tank is coming back too which is a smart move and like I've already said Raquel is going to turn into something if we continue on with this Ronda Rousey was then sat down to do an interview and as soon as she appeared on the big screen everybody cheered Almost like, even though it seemed like she was going to be a heel, we turned into a badass and now everybody's happy again. What does that sound like? Liv Morgan basically interrupted her straight away and said, don't forget, Rhonda, I beat you twice. I was a bit like, Liv, come here. I wouldn't talk about that if I were you, because if people go and Google it, they're going to raise an eyebrow. Whole point is, though, that when we do get to the Extreme Rules pay-per-view, they're now going to have an Extreme Rules match. And given the name of the show... Well, that makes a lot of sense. Also, just realized I said pay-per-view. <coughs> Excuse me. Premium live event. And then come back to the commentators who are just trying to do their job. When Drew McIntyre teleported in, I was all like, oh, Kelly and Cross, I've been waiting for you backstage all day, but apparently I need to be out here so you can jump me. 
Karen Cross did not chump him. Drew insinuated that he was going to wait around, and then he left, and we didn't see him for the rest of SmackDown. It was right back into the bloodline after this, though, because they were all backstage, about to go out for Sola Sokoa's match. He was like, listen, Usos, you having a bad night, you stay here, but Sammy, you come with me. And Zayn's face lit up like he was the bullied kid in school and the cool kids had just gone, ha, you come with us. And then he was dancing to Solar's theme as he walked to the ring. Somebody give Sami Zayn a prize because he's the greatest wrestler ever. This did also mean that it was Mad Cat Moss versus Solar Sokoa. I have no idea if the NXT North American Championship was on the line, mostly because I sat there with this confused look on my face. I don't know where this came from. Otherwise, it was all right, though, and I did enjoy it, but it did suffer from the fact that at no point did I believe that Moss was ever going to win here because Sola has only just arrived on the main roster and is clearly getting a bit of a push. It also basically mirrored every single match we'd already seen because, of course, Sami Zayn was on the outside. He kept doing distraction. He kept doing interference till eventually he had done so much, Mad Cat Moss was distracted. And he lost. I mean, at one point it looked like Moss had the pin after a fallaway slam, but Sammy just pulled Sokoa out the ring. And this is when I turn into a bit of a wrestling nerd because I'm like, with that not a disqualification? And if it's not in the rules and you can do that, why aren't people doing it all the time? Anyway, Madcap was so mad, he then ran around the ring, he got back in there. So does Sokoa hit him with the rock bottom. One, two, three, we were done. Now this did feel like a little bit of a lull, but I am gonna give it an up because it was a fine match. I wasn't offended. But yeah, we went to the well one too many times when it went to the crazy finishes. You gotta give it a down. It didn't mean the whole show was building up to a number one contender match to see who was going to challenge for the tag team championships. And this was absolutely excellent. It was also the Brawling Brutes taking on Imperium, taking on Hit Road, taking on The New Day. And seriously, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods must have been looking around the whole time because the last time they were in a situation like this, they got raw and out came Braun Strowman. As has been the way ever since Triple H took over though, any kind of multi-person match is just so damn fun to watch. And this was just move, 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 go, go, go for around about 15 minutes to the point I just closed my laptop because I couldn't take notes. There was too much happening. I was like, ah, screw it. I'm just going to enjoy it. We also tied up some loose ends too because I was a bit like, wait a minute. Why aren't the Viking Raiders in this? But Michael Cole told us it's because Eric has been injured. So they're out right now. And then back in the ring, Ludwig and Butch were just punching each other in the face. And as always, the best thing about Butch is that he is now Butch, but he's also Pete Dunne and the amalgamation of the two is even better. Sheamus and Gunther also kept looking at each other too because they are enemies. And around about this time, Top Dollar grabbed Ashanti the Adonis and he just threw him into everybody else. Later too, three people jumped on Top Dollar and he just walked around like he was the strongest guy in the world. And I'm sorry, but you gotta give that a round of applause because even if you're new to the man, it took eight seconds for you to go, well, he's a badass. We also had some big guy wrestling because Top Dollar did square off with Ridge Helen, but then Kofi Kingston was going against Ashanti. So we were doing all kinds of things here. And we do have to mention Imperium because they're just such a good tag team. Like any time they're doing anything, they just make it work. I like it. Xavier Woods got the hot tag eventually, but Giovanni Vinci took him out. And this is when Butch was like, rah, and he ran wild. And that once again really made me laugh because I think he has decided that half of me is Butch and half of me is Pete Dunne. 
and he's really got this down. Eventually it did look like Kingston had found the momentum though, because he was beating everyone up, but actually Imperium snuck in there, and oh my gosh, they hit him with this Imperial bomb, where he basically landed right on his head. But as it turned out, Rich Holland had done a sneaky tag, he flew in there, he chucked Imperium out the ring, and he just pinned Kofi to become the number one contenders. And admittedly, WWE does love doing this finish. Who cares though, because this was super fun. The Brawling Brutes are over like crazy now. And I am well up for the Brawling Brutes taking on the Usos. And in many ways, the Brawling Brutes could win. I mean, they're never going to do that, but I'd be fine with it. And that was why this match absolutely rocked too. You could have given the W to anyone and I would have gone, all right. Which does indeed bring us to the end of SmackDown, and there was some very, very strange choices on this show, but that's okay. I would rather you tried new things and threw some things at the wall to see what would stick than do the same old, same old. So I was mostly entertained. Get it up. Now, please do leave a comment below and let us know what you thought about last night's episode of SmackDown. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. And keep doing these trios things. Go to whatculture.com, watch some videos, follow us on social media. My name is Simon for What Culture. Thank you very much for joining me on a Saturday. Do not forget ups and downs for Rampage will be live later. See you soon. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.